Today's episode of Grunt Work is brought to you by the Binford Mach 3 Super Plunge Router. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Grunt Work. I am Landon Solano, joined by my co-host, Truman Caps. And this week, uh, we watched the fourth episode. Uh, what what was what do you got for me, Truman? Well, uh, the name of this episode is Satellite on a Hot Tim's Roof. Clever, now, clever wordplay. Yeah, exactly. Little little Tennessee Williams action. Uh, this episode is actually a scene by scene recreation of the famous play, uh, complete with the the cat and um, the tin. Uh, the tin, yeah. And, and there's certainly a the roof. roof. Yeah. Uh, have it, it's, I have There's none of those things. No, no idea actually there's what the play is roof. about. Yeah. Well, no, there is a. Well, we don't we see, never the see the roof. roof. The, the concept of the roof is yes, introduced and and plays a central role. <laughs> much, much like much like how in the movie Fargo, they never go to Fargo, but Fargo is a concept Fair. that right. kind of hovers yeah. over the whole story. Exactly. The roof in the yeah. same way. What's this uh, episode about? This episode. Uh, uh, time me. See how long this takes. <laughs> Tim is trying to put up a satellite dish on his roof while mm-hmm. Jill is meeting with Rondal, the teacher from her job training class, who Tim believes is trying to hit on her. Uh, at first, Jill believes that Tim is uh, just jealous, but then it turns out that Rondal is trying to hit on her, so Jill throws him out. And that's it. All right, well, guys, thank you so much. It's <laughs> been great. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> it was a really uh when this episode ended i was shocked that it was the ending i was too it didn't, i honestly thought it was like the first turning point i i kind of like i we typically mark where the commercial breaks are mm-hmm. so we can recap them and I, I like after when when the executive producers came up on screen i was i was expecting it to be the second commercial break i almost yeah. want to look at the like did this like was this did this episode get preempted by a football game or like the oj <laughs> yeah, right. simpson trial or something and they <laughs> a, little, a few years early but well yeah yeah we, but, we will we will cover oj in, in this oh, uh, oh, show oh my god will we this is so well, i mean there's no i don't think there's an episode about oj but there's got to be a very special episode during the run of this show okay well man yeah, we'll, we'll get there we'll get we can speculate about how it influenced the writers that's true yeah what were your what were your general thoughts uh going into this during this episode, going into this episode, coming out of this episode. At the outset of this episode, at yeah. the beginning, I was like, this is going to be good. This is yeah. the episode where they finally put the show in gear. Right. They apply more power. Mm-hmm. And and we just and it just takes off and goes. Yeah. Um, I would argue less power. Yeah, way less power. <laughs> There's not even a... a well, that's not true. There is a, the, the, the router at the very beginning, the power... The yeah. plunger router yeah. uh, at the beginning. But outside of that, no other tools. Yeah, I mean, I guess the equi- the tool equivalent is Tim on the winches and pulleys trying to yeah, get up and down system. off the roof. I mean, that's just a bit in terms mm-hmm. of they had to have him hoisted up there. Right, exactly. That, that was, that's a gag mm-hmm. that they play way too many times for <laughs> way too much. Uh, yeah, this episode, I feel like they kind of shot their wad on the last episode with all yeah. the magicians and, uh, <laughs> and, and the, the extra set that they built. And this right. time they were like, we got to pair it back down to, uh, just the house and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, so I, I kind of just felt like it was kind of weak television writing. There wasn't like an A story and a B story. It was just straight story it was just it was just kind of hey here's some stuff yeah just a few and it's but it's funny to me because this episode this episode starts out going more in depth on the set of tool time than ever before Mm -hmm. 
so yeah, we, we start out. The very first scene is um, we start out with Tool Time instead of ending on Tool Time. Most of the episodes yeah. we've seen so far, save for maybe the pilot, uh, end the end the episode with Tool Time. Yeah, uh, this one starts with tool time very yeah. strong we get a little more oddly al's first line is his only line from the previous episode which is i'm not married tim yeah they're really hitting that pretty hard <laughs> they are and when i see that when i saw al at the beginning and when yeah. he hit the i'm not married thing again i was like great this is the tim and al this episode the, i've been yep, waiting for i thought the same thing because so excited what happens is that after well okay i'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself they were five seconds into the episode yeah i know um so the show starts with tool time and Tim is using a power router, which we all, or a plunger router. You said the name of it five minutes ago. Yeah, I, we're not talking about my memory here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, hell knows who, what a plunger router is used for. Well, they were t- it to make like a, a table saw to me. Yeah, they said it was to make something called a dado in, in a in a board or something, which, and he keeps saying dado, <laughs> and I'm just thinking next generation. Yeah. Wait, let me guess. You haven't seen it. Actually, I'm halfway through season two. Oh, okay. Very so, good. Very good. Uh, I'm working my way. I'm get, I'm improving. All right. All right. By the end of this, at the end of this podcast, you I'm going to have seen every show we've mentioned. Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna hold you to. I don't think so, Landon. I just want you to hold me. To, uh, um. <laughs> so I, now, before I get into some of this stuff here, I have to say, Tim uses this router on the table. And either it's the most magical effect ever created, practical effect ever, or that was a real saw that they used. Yeah. Because sawdust comes up. Yeah. And, I mean, granted, it does cut out a shape in the table that is pretty, like, like a cutout shape. But, I mean, that table is a table before he uses it. Yeah. And it's not a table after he uses it. It's no table. It's, it's not good. Uh, well, and, and the and the and the the thing at, at at issue in this in this bit is that he's supposed to cut a straight line, right? A straight not dado. using the safety bar that Al suggests he use. Yeah, and just kind of cuts a jigsaw thing. It gets out of his hand, and like I mean, it doesn't go across the room or anything, but it it uh, zigzags across this table. Yeah, and I think that I I I would be shocked if it wasn't uh, a real. Real saw. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, a risky bit, certainly. Yeah. I'm actually. I mean, I'm, Al is standing about three feet behind him, which does uh, you know fit with the character, obviously, but uh, could also just be for practical insurance purposes. <laughs> so, so Tim Allen, star of the show, is worth less than Al. Uh, Richard, or Carn. Richard Carn, who yeah. appears uh, briefly, briefly, who has, who has, who in the previous episode had less screen time than Rick, the random dude at the restaurant, who gets really excited about that <laughs> That's touchdown. Right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I also will say, uh, with props to Richard Carn, who again I, is just an underutilized gem in these he early is. episodes. Oh my god, I love his his deadpan delivery so much. Is yeah. this much needed uh, note of sanity? But right. w- as soon as the 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 tool gets out of control. And and starts zigzagging all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al just s- steps the hell back. He yeah. just walks the hell away. He's, He's like, like, "I saw this coming." Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Wilson, uh, take the wheel. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna is, do is it. Is Wilson God or is Wilson Jesus? <laughs> God damn it, Truman. J- Wilson, damn Wilson, it. damn it, Truman. Um, I, I'm not ready to answer that question yet. I, I know. We'll, we'll explore that. Throughout yeah, this. yeah. Is, so season season <laughs> one is, is the Old Testament. I guess. I guess. <laughs> 
what is it? Season four is the New Testament. Yeah, There's right. a lot of this to go through. At some point. It's, season eight is the Quran. It gets odd. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. we. Uh, I got to backtrack just a second. Sure. Sure. Of course, we are, for the second time in the show, recognized. Recognized? Nope. We are introduced to... Lisa, played by Pam Anderson. We recognize Lisa. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, world. I'm sorry, women. Oh, my God. So, but this was the first episode where she gets, like, a moment, and the audience woos. uh, (laughs) Like, sexy woo. They woo at the very first, the second, like, she starts to walk on screen, there are woos. Yeah, I know. The audience is just, like, boner central. They're, like, just waiting, drooling for that. It's like the audience is the, the old Bugs Barney... Barney? Bugs Bunny cartoon where, uh, you know, the wolf is, uh, the eyes are oh, popping yeah, out and yeah, the tongue yeah. is, flops out of his mouth. Yeah. What? <laughs> We're just making dumb noises. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, and also to speak quickly of the audience, not to yeah. take away from your thing, we get a couple reaction shots of the audience while they're doing tool time, who, as we know, right. are the audience for home improvement. <laughs> one audience member in particular. And it was like it was like the assistant director was like, okay guys, we need to get the least photogenic audience members. <laughs> Cram them all into there's one this section. Dude in like a purple sweater with glasses and he's there's, like half balding right in the front row. There's a guy like either missing a tooth or with a, a gap <laughs> so pronounced that it would make David Letterman feel better yeah, about it. Gotta himself. get an authentic Michigan central Michigan audience here. And they and you know and they and at, they all left the taping and went straight to an icp concert uh they they it's a little little pre-icp uh, okay okay a little yeah. ahead of yourself yeah there. yeah they, there's a lot of fago in their future i'm sure uh or actually i guess there's a lot of fago in their present that's a michigan thing fago is a michigan thing that is correct uh, also they taped the show in la so i we're, we're talking out our asses right now uh okay but go on pamela anderson Lee. yeah the so we get our first introduction not our first but like first audience reaction to to lisa the the sex bomb tool girl yeah the the binford 6800 woman and this isn't a misogynistic comment but i i don't even think we see her face we really don't i mean we see her presence yeah (laughs) we know that we see enough of her to know she's an attractive blonde woman or do we know that only because the audience woos yeah well yeah and that's also we're not in a good because we know it's pamela anderson in the early 90s so we know she's attractive but if we were impartial observers who didn't know who we were seeing yeah that's true i have i have an embarrassing story about pam anderson oh what tell 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 it it was around this time well maybe maybe a little bit a few years after this i i but and i think i think most people who were our age in the 90s uh, and boys have an embarrassing story about (laughs) pamela anderson i was i was nine years old when this episode aired so it was definitely when i was in middle school so it was a couple years later but a uh oh god i don't want to admit this on Okay, so a couple of kids brought a Playboy, a handful of Playboys to school, and they were all passing them around. Playboys. <laughs> yes. And they were passing them around, and they're like, uh, every night someone else could take them home. Well, that, was, that was sweet of everybody to like kind of <laughs> like, was there was there like a, a sign out sheet or something, or like I a punch so. card, like well, the library? Nothing so official. I mean, we are talking about uh, men here. Well, boys, yeah. obviously. But um, when it got to, to my turn, uh there were two issues there was the jenny mccarthy issue and the pam anderson issue oh man and that's sophie's choice the, <laughs> well no i get to take both of them home. oh that's that, i know that, that's like the happy ending to sophie's choice <laughs> i've never seen sophie's choice neither have i actually i just know it's about choices 
And <laughs> Sophie's making them. Oh, she's making those choices. What if it turned out Sophie's choice was between Pam Anderson and Jenny McCarthy? That would be an interesting movie. You know, I take I take Pam Anderson because at least you know she's had her shots. Yeah. We're gonna let that one sit for a second. What vaccination humor? <laughs> Come on, this is good. You had your choice between Pam Anderson. Fair. Two dates to the prom. Yes. Okay, okay. And you took so both of them. I take them home. I'm like sweating bullets because I'm this polite little, you know. Dudley do right kid and riding your horse backwards <laughs> i joined the mounties at a really young age um michigan canada same same basic difference <laughs> uh i sneak them home in my backpack i guess i had this like filing cabinet in my bedroom as a kid <laughs> nerd <laughs> what are you filing how old are you what do you have to file like your comic I, books your I drawings was, i was yeah my drawing yeah that's almost exactly what i had in my under, file under <laughs> under d for dinosaurs <laughs> s for superheroes did you did you, oh did you have a, a rolodex too of all your comic books oh i i yes i did okay i had all of this everything you are mentioning is my life oh yeah yeah and, and a visor that you wore well okay i'm where you're never gonna i didn't do taxes for <laughs> my parents well you gave me the impression that you did you had a file cabinet in your room <laughs> that's fair that's oh, very I'm, fair i'm dragging was, out your misleading information i yeah. apologize so there was this empty spot once you could like pull the drawer out and reach into the bottom and uh it would be essentially a hiding spot and that's where i hid the playboys and i, I don't remember how long we can keep them i definitely had them for a couple of days and i was so nervous to even pull them out that i just kept them in there for days and there was one caveat to take these home, which was that you can take out each boy who took these magazines home could take out one page for themselves. Was this like? Did you guys like go to the woods and like everybody like spat on their palms or like you did like a blood? <laughs> oh, there's just a lot of rules here, and I actually respect this, like how organized this was. Well, okay, so the the only rule was that well, you could only take out one page because there had to be enough pages for the other. Guys. Sure, obviously. Um, but I was so nervous about it. I just, I, I opened up the magazine for the first time and it was just like, it, my brain melted. I couldn't handle what I was seeing. It was but, just full, full frontal. Oh, yeah. Everything. Oh, nice. Everything. everything. The whole thing. And, well, I mean, everything as far as Playboy goes, you know, which is a lot. Yeah. But not class, class A. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, not, it's not red tube, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to seem like a chump. I didn't want to seem like an a-hole for not taking a page. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't want to give it back and, like, as if anyone would ever know yeah, that yeah, there's yeah. not a page. They've, this got... is such a long fucking story. No, no, but th this is good. I'm enjoying it. This is what people come... This episode is light on plot, so we we need right, this. fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. this is a okay. special episode I'll about I'll wrap us. it up real quick. So, I was so nervous about taking a page from this thing, uh, but I, I knew I had to because the kids at school would chastise me if I didn't, but I didn't want to hide something in my room, of course, you know, that my parents might find despite all of the nudie comic books and drawings that I did. <laughs> this is aside the point. In, in your, was it a locking file cabinet at least? <laughs> it was. Well, wait, why didn't you just, why didn't you just, why didn't you tear out the, tear out the page? I was and, a nervous kid. I, well, you should have torn out the page and given it to your lawyer, who you obviously had. I was my own lawyer. Oh, God. I stood up for myself in court. Put it in your safety deposit box. <laughs> so, okay. Long story short, had to take a page. I flipped to the interview section in the beginning, and there's a full body image, fully dressed image of Sandra Bullock. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I tear out that page. Was she who they'd interviewed that week? She, the, she, this is like, you know, obviously around when she was blowing up with the net and speed and uh, all that stuff. So she was like a hot commodity and wouldn't obviously pose, but she did an interview and they had this full, you know, head to toe picture of her in this blue topless or uh, uh, strapless armless. Ooh. Uh, doesn't matter. Well, actually, it does. I'm actually enjoy- I'm rather enjoying the description, Landon. I might have to look this up later. More importantly, how was the interview? Yeah. What were what's her favorite food? I honestly have no idea. I don't even know. I didn't read when I was a kid. Oh, uh, just comic books and you know uh, deduction forms. Um, <laughs> uh, so I tore out this thing and ended up taking the the magazines back and I taped that picture of Sandra Bullock to my ceiling. And developed a crush on her from Playboy. So thanks, Pam Anderson, for my Sandra Bullock crush. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're so nervous about your parents finding something, and yet you still took a page from a Playboy and taped it to your ceiling where it could be seen. Uh, y- yeah, but it wasn't naked and it didn't say Playboy on it. I felt okay about that. You know, it- it, you know, I just I, I have this powerful urge to like get a time machine and go back and just like but it would also be creepy like me mentoring a younger you to, to be more into porn in the right way uh, okay I, I, I would appreciate that please but you got you got to you got to Sandra Bullock by way of Pam Anderson that's uh, that's that, that is a good story and that is very of its time yeah we haven't even touched on the opening credits of this episode yet true true <laughs> let me say one more thing about pamela anderson okay, in this episode yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's going to be a fixture in the yeah, first couple seasons what do we got uh so you mentioned uh, uh a while ago that we don't really we barely even see her face yeah and and we don't also she's wearing like overalls and just so i you've got you've got pamela anderson the mm-hmm. whole point of her being here certainly in this episode her role is to be the extremely hot woman as yep. evidenced by the crowd cheering but we don't see her face yeah You've got her dressed in a way that you don't really see her her figure. Right. So it, it's and and yeah, and so many of these it's just shots legs are like, and blonde hair, b- legs in overalls too, <laughs> which yeah. which uh, which I think nine out of ten well, dentists they were like agree. Overall is. shorts, like they, they yeah they they came up above the knee. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, let's go back to the tape. I need to I need to resolve this. I need to get <laughs> a screen grab and tape that to my ceiling. Oh yeah yeah. Okay, let's get back to this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, so they the tool time ends. They go backstage. Uh, Tim asks Al if he can come over over the weekend to help him set up the satellite that they had on in the previous episode of Tool Time, apparently. Al says, I can't. I'm busy this weekend. Private man time. Private man time. Which, which I again, I mean, to bring it back to your Playboys, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> he's, he's going to open up his file cabinet and... Uh, <laughs> that's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his whole his Playboys inside of a filing cabinet. Yeah. Um... But instead, he's got something even better than a Playboy. He's actually going over to help Lisa, Pamela Anderson, uh, put up shelves, was it? Bookcases. Bookcases. She's an avid reader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at nine, period. I wasn't no, no, sure if I, it was nine in the morning I, or I, 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 I think I think they said nine in the morning, which is oh, okay. the sexiest of hours. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, of course, Al caps the scene by saying, she's just a co-worker. I see her as a man. Which was a hilarious line. Yeah. 
and 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 Tim says, and that's probably why you're not married. Yeah, uh, that's also, why you're single. Yeah. Also, in this moment backstage, so you got Tim, mm-hmm. wild, crazy, freewheeling, the funny one. A recurring joke in this episode is that is is that Tim is is just a funny one, and that Al is the expert. Right. And this uh, this is something we've talked about, and this is something that's very established in this episode. Yeah. Three different people say that Al's the expert. Yeah, and and Tim can't take it. He's like, Al is my assistant. Right. So, uh, you know, he assists me. Yes. Uh, Tim, but so Tim is drinking a bottle of water after the show, but Al has got himself a can of what I want to say is Miller High Life. Really? I yeah. missed that. No, that is a brewski. That is a full, that's a what? gold, it's a gold can. Sure it's not like a soda. Yeah. It, well, okay. It would have to be a diet caffeine free Coke to have that. I don't think scheme. Al drinks. Well, I think Al does because I saw him with a can of Go Schlitz. To yeah, it's got man. There's so much. We gotta go did, to the did tape. We, did we truly watch this episode, or were we just thinking about our, our childhood I, Playboy? I seriously escapades? went into nostalgia mode for uh, Jenny McCarthy Playboys. Yeah. Uh, so that that was also just. In, but so I'm seeing this scene. They have this whole talk, and then we, mm-hmm. we cut away to something else. But coming off of that scene, I'm like, this episode is going to be larks and shenanigans mm-hmm. because it's going to be about. Tim trying to set Al up with Lisa because right. because uh, Al has established again and again that he's not married. Right. Or it's going to be uh, Tim needing help with the dish and he invites Al over yeah. to help him with Which the I dish. I was so excited and for that Pamela, premise. Pamela Anderson comes over too and then there's hijinks and shenanigans. Yeah. I'm just, I am just so excited. And the episode is like, sorry boys. We we had we got some other dumb stuff for you. Instead. Yeah, exactly. Just, I don't want to bag on this. No, no, I'm no, sure no. they had a reason. A, it was it was a you know uh, didn't they, they, hold a torch to the previous ones. Everybody was getting their their TV show legs yeah, this first exactly. episode. So I, I don't want to spend too much time on the tool time. But one important thing did occur, which was uh, they introduced Alpine or I'm sorry Alpina Michigan yes uh, I should know that because I'm from Michigan which is kind of northern Michigan it's not in the, it's not in the UP yeah uh, which is what we call the upper peninsula yeah uh, us Michiganders but yeah. um, it's in northern Michigan I've never been there I don't think anything is there does it does it get a shout out in that kid rock song about <laughs> summertime in northern Michigan which I mention to you every time you say northern Michigan <laughs> I have to dredge that shame up that you and kid rock share a state. Uh, I share a state with many other people. Yes. Eminem. Yo, very good. Madonna. Oh. J.K. Simmons. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Others. (laughs) Betsy DeVos? So, oh, sorry. Where we went there. Go on, please. (laughs) Uh, And actually, we're going to be bogged down in tool time forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Early on, you seemed pretty convinced that it was a public access show. They repeatedly state... Cable. It is, does definitely say it's a cable show. Yes. And because they just picked up Alpena, Michigan, it's clearly regional. Yeah. Right? So I, I want to look into, like, how did cable work back in 1991? Yeah. Because like, he's getting a satellite dish. 200 that channels. Gives him 200 and some channels, which seems like nothing nowadays. But, um, <laughs> Bro, have you heard of what's the internet? A, what's a TV? Yeah. Uh, got infinity channels. <laughs> Infinity channels on a computer. Um, <laughs> we can watch people play video games. That's a thing people do. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, we're gonna have to track that. I don't know how cable worked back then, but uh, okay, like regional cable seems strange. Well, you know, we'll, we'll we'll ask the interns in the research department to do a deep dive on that. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have something for you next week. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we we cut from um, tool time to. The Taylor household. Yes. Uh, the satellite dish hasn't yet arrived, but uh, Tim is is 
gearing up for it. He he can smell. Was it the smell delivery truck? Here. He smell. He's he. They, they, there's the sound of a delivery truck outside. Right. He whiffs the air inside his his house with the doors and windows closed, right. and based on the smell of exhaust, can tell what type of engine it is, and right. then deduces that it's a delivery a truck. delivery truck. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he's telling that to to Mark, Mark. but. Um, again, not utilizing the real superstars here. Right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. At a certain point, they're gonna just you're gonna wish I'm gonna miss hey, Mark. You're gonna remember these days with rosy colored glasses. <laughs> uh, anyhow, Jill comes in, yeah. says that she is uh, still searching for a job. Yep. She needs to brush up on her resume yep. and has invited this guy over from her class, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. To help her punch up her resume. Now, I, there's one thing that I'm kind of confused here by, which is if she already has a job interview, wouldn't she have already submitted her resume? <laughs> yeah. Or do you, I guess you bring another copy of your resume with you. Yeah, but you'd have to, that's a very good point. You'd have to have, they'd have to have looked at the resume to to like know that she was worth having in for the interview. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a very good question. Uh, aspects of this episode do not seem very well thought out. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, anyhow, she says that this guy's coming over. Tim gets a little jealous uh, that he's like, oh, you got coffee with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's being very kind of playfully-ish, passive-aggressive yeah. about it. And she's she's playing right back, as is their way. Yeah. She's she's saying, oh, and then we went dancing. And Yeah, right. Also, this guy's name is Rondal. Rondal. And you're thinking right now, oh, of course, they're talking about R-O-N space D-A-H-L. surname D-A-H-L. Yeah. No. No. No, Rondal, one full name, yeah. R-O-N-D-A-L-L. Which was actually, I think, the number three most popular name in, in the 90s <laughs> in after this episode yes. came out. Uh, we'll, we'll get to Rondal in a moment, but uh, Tim gets jealous, and that's basically the end of that, that moment before the satellite arrives, and yes. then everything kind of takes a shift. Um, the two two delivery guys are asking Tim how he's going to get the satellite up on the, the roof and by himself yeah and tim's like oh, i can do it and they start making fun of him yeah tim mocks them in a way that like i don't usually find mocking funny but for whatever reason they got a chuckle out of me yeah like they, they you know he says oh yeah i'm just gonna put it up there myself and they go ha 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 yeah. and he goes i'm gonna hear you go do it yeah like keeps going with it i think which is what's funny is like doesn't let it go i i mean i i, I laughed a lot at this episode and not but with a few exceptions, the line's not that funny. But again, Tim Allen's performance, even the bad episodes, mm-hmm. he just carries it. He's just so good. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Uh, you would think that he would have a successful TV show by now. <laughs> Two of them under his belt. Anyhow. Um, not, not even going uh, to stick so, to Playboy stories. <laughs> Jill makes yet another dick joke, uh, which we, we didn't mention in the last episode yeah, there, that there was yet another hand job joke. Yeah, there's um, like a running gag with it. I'm trying to yeah. what was the line in the last one? Uh, it was a really forced hand job joke. Where it, like, it, I'm going to touch it, the radio, yeah, or, or whatever or do, you, it was. Do, you want, do you want me to rub it? The rub it, yeah. Yeah, right. your, my neck. The neck, the neck. The it's neck, not, right. it's, yeah. That was last episode. We're dealing with this one. Uh, oh, she, remember last episode, though, that magician oh in the box? God, God those were I such good times. Sir Larry Houdini. Oh, man, he's going he's gonna to come back, though. I'm pretty sure that's going to be... <laughs> Recurring character. Yeah, yeah, he's a breakout hit. Um, so, basically, she says that uh, he needs to get it up on the roof, and it needs to last more than 10 seconds. And here's the thing about me. I didn't realize that that was a sex joke until the audience let me know by 
by a couple people going, woo! <laughs> you know what I found funny about that moment is that Tim, the the character Tim, concedes. He, like, when she says it, she's like, it needs to be up there and lasts up there for at least 10 seconds. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. No, he's like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> That's kind of like his his internal dialogue as he's going through that. It, well, is that is that him admitting, yeah, I'm a crappy handyman or yeah, I'm impotent. Like, <laughs> like uh, th- we got it to work three times and that was that. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go full impotent yet. I mean, he is 38. Uh, people have. Yeah. Um, we're not getting too personal there. Okay. So then uh, Rondal arrives, played by famed character actor Sam McMurray. Sam McMurray, the go to 90s asshole. And the also the uh, tragically typecast is as an oncologist in not one but two uh, premium hour long dramas, uh, both The Sopranos and Breaking Bad. Landon has not seen The Sopranos. <laughs> I have seen Breaking Bad. Yeah, well, he's he plays an oncologist in that. Oh, well, he also plays um, a lot of creeps in ninety sitcoms. Yes, <laughs> he's, he has a long rap sheet. Yes, uh, and also was he was also on The Tick. Uh, in in one episode, oh. playing a superhero who's also kind of a creep. That's who, a show who, I'd like to re- revisit. It's it's a it's a good one. That one holds up really yeah. well. And uh, then also uh, Sam McMurray play. Oh God, he had one other role that. Oh, he was in Dinosaurs, playing someone named. Doing a voice in the show yeah. Dinosaurs. Oh, I, I'd like I'd like to think that he was actually a, a in one of the in, in one of those nightmare inducing puppets, but uh, <laughs> probably not He's, the case. Yeah, I don't think he might be a puppeteer. Um, he could be a triple threat. Yeah, those are the, those are the three f- threats. It's acting, puppeteering, and uh, and and pretending to be an oncologist. Yeah, the thing that I remember him most from was uh, Christmas Vacation. He plays the the snotty neighbor married, married to, to Julie Louise Dreyfus. Oh wow, this guy's been a part of our lives in a much bigger way than I expected. Yeah, he's uh, he's been around. He's he's made the rounds, and he plays this kind of smarmy dickhead gross lecherous dude in a lot of i mean i guess if you know your your the vein uh, that you can work within why not stick with it yep he's a pretty duplicitous oncologist yeah. on the sopranos I'm also sure he's a very nice gentleman in real life i know with all sam mcmurray <laughs> if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast <laughs> and talk about the process on this episode we'd love to have you on please <laughs> yes uh so Sam McMurray, uh, Ron Dahl, (laughs) arrives, and Tim immediately just is super jealous over this guy. Yes, although he promises Jill that he's going to be a gentleman. He does, Because this is important to Jill. Mm -hmm. And to Tim's credit, he goes out of his way to be, uh, you know, uh, obsequious to him at the beginning. Uh, But Ron Dahl is just straight dickin'. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, oh, he's kind at... of a magoo uh, to begin with. He he's introduced in the backyard, and they're talking about the satellite dish and everything. And he's he mentions tool time. He's like, "Oh yeah, you got that show. You do the thing. You grunt." And he's like, "Tim's like, no, it's more Simeon." Uh, well, I know. I mean, I I, I see you're you're clearly uh, on Team Rondall here, but I'm but not. he no. You, it sounds like you are because he is being <laughs> a jackass to Tim. He I, is. I think it's well. Uh, it's easy to say that in hindsight. I think to begin with, he is being, he might be duplicitous, but the audience doesn't know he's being duplicitous. So there's still the question mark over, is this something to be jealous of or not? Okay, well, there, there is certainly a question mark there as to whether he's hitting on Jill or not, but mm-hmm. I think it's made pretty clear from the get-go, from the way that he's talking to Tim and 
clearly looking down on Tim's career and his life's work, that 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 Rondall is not going to be the good guy in this episode. I mean, <laughs> just he says he says something like, "Oh yeah, you've got that little show on TV," and "Oh right. you do, yeah, you do the the grunting like a dog or something," and yeah, and, right. and he and also goes so far as to suggest that maybe Al is slightly better at his job. Oh than yeah, Tim. it's great that you have the professional actually helping you. Yeah. Or, uh, he doesn't say. He kind of offends him, and that's where Tim says he assists. He assists me, is what he says. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Just had a beer burp. Yeah. Well, come out of nowhere. Don't don't mask it, Landon. You get choked up thinking <laughs> that, about Rondall's me performance. Me and Al are checking those Miller High Lifes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they go in, and uh, uh, he starts to help Jill with uh, her her resume. Apparently, I don't I know. Guess. Well, they're also t- they're talking. He's he's also suggesting to her what to wear to the interview. <laughs> yeah. So that becomes a moment where he Jill has picked out a couple of things that she's going to wear to this interview on Monday. And he goes into this whole spiel about <clears throat> uh, power shoulders. and uh, She's like, should I not do shoulder pads? I heard that it, it makes your head look small, which I, I, it does. I heard, I heard that that, I heard that, that uh, fashion trend is probably waning and is going to look bad in retrospect. No, no, no. No, Jill. It's going to last forever. <laughs> I'm sorry. The hospital just paged me. I need to diagnose someone else with cancer. <laughs> it is probably my least favorite fra- uh, fashion trend in history is the, like, the big power shoulder. Yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't really work. Uh, no, it doesn't. It just is. It looks ridiculous. It looks like the only thing that it conjures up in my head whenever I see someone genuinely wearing it are the the outfits that were worn by the future people in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that pops in my head every time I see like anyone from the eighties wearing these. Like Dana Scully, even through like yeah. X Files, it's like. I immediately go Bill and Ted. Maybe Rondall's from the future. No, he's not. (laughs) Rondall's just Rondall. There's nothing there. That's fair. Yeah. Um, What do you got? Wilson is God. Rondall is Satan. No. (laughs) I'm trying to... We're trying to to fluff this one up, but there's just nothing to Rondall. Um, So, at a certain point, uh, Tim is uh, messing up with the, the satellite dish. And he, Jill he, suggests you should bring Al over. You're going to yeah. – because Rondall uh, throws out some, like, insane knowledge about satellite dishes. you got to, like, calibrate he, the angle to the equator. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. Good memory. Oh. Um, and that he kind of flaunts that he hired somebody, could afford somebody to do it. And Jill is like, yeah, you should listen to him, Tim. Bring Al over here. And yeah. Al's like – Al. I mean, Tim is like, Al is getting some fine – tail tonight i yes. can't do that yes he's those those overalls by now he's he's undone <laughs> the shoulder clasps with his teeth they've got uh, careless whisper playing they're yes. on they're on a bearskin rug careless whisper yep you're right what i would like to say is uh <laughs> is that I, this again i i thought this was she keeps saying you should have al come over you should have al come over i'm like great the show clearly wants to bring al into this situation because then it's mm. tim and al in the backyard and tim is insecure yeah. tim is insecure about his marriage yeah and al is you know al who isn't married is trying to talk tim down and tim is tim is saying well you're not married you don't know and yeah, al right. is saying well actually lisa and i have a very deep connection we're both into uh we're both into uh uh, careless whisper. Careless whisper. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. We love lamb. Yeah, as everyone did at that time. Uh, but but no, it just it just it turns into Tim going back outside, and, yeah. and we get a bunch of scenes 
of, be, of him spying on them having their little meeting. He's yeah. using the pulley system to hang upside down from the roof to peer in through the window. Spider-Man style. It's Spider-Man style. And at this point, Randall, Rondall. Rondall. Oh, my God. We've only said it six million Jesus times. Christ. You're right. I, yeah. So Rondall um, puts it out there. He makes his move. Which is so, like, so baller on Rondall's part to try and pick up Jill when he, to A, acknowledge, like, he sees Tim Spider-Manning down through the mm-hmm. window and says, I think your husband is uh, eavesdropping on us. And then he says, there's clearly chemistry here. Why don't right. we get together? And is actively hitting on her while her husband is, like, ten feet above them rondall for he got game i mean we have to we have to give him that much i don't know if he's got game but he's got balls he's got well i don't know but i think he's got something it's 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 <laughs> at some point balls equal game well, i mean what is it with like you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take that's what i'm saying <laughs> there there was something about these like the the lecherous caricature from the 80s and 90s that like you could kind of sense it coming and, but the second that it's that they make their move, that they put it out there, they like it's all out there. There's no like black or there's no gray area. It's just like I'm gonna pretend like this thing is a thing, and then all of a sudden I make my move, and it's balls to the wall. We're Literally. gonna get, we're gonna get, <laughs> we're gonna have lunch on Monday together, the two of us, into like we're gonna straight up fuck all weekend, and then yeah. It was a, a verbatim yeah, quote yeah, no, from the no, show. Yeah, I could see it. He very said, strange. He said it with his eyes. There's a lot of subtext in that read. Uh, yeah, he, well, he goes all the way. What I'm, I just think when you're doing something for TV, when you're doing yeah. something for a sitcom, and when you're playing a beat like this, I was expecting it to go... I, I was expecting him to just... I don't know. I was expecting it to, to be more overblown. I was expecting him to try and kiss her or something, and she slaps him or something like that. But it's all very – I mean, even for a creepy guy who's trying to pick up a married woman mm-hmm. who who he just met her husband and kids like 20 minutes ago, right. uh, he he is still fairly respectful in the whole process. He, does, I was, he doesn't touch her. He doesn't grab her. He doesn't try to corner her. She just says no and like throws his, his uh, suitcase outside or his briefcase, and he – leaves right yeah like this is the how do you, you he's accusing her of taking uh, of giving signals giving off mixed signals and she's like how's this for a signal and throws his briefcase out the door yeah as you know and and at that point i'm thinking like okay great now we're gonna cut to al's place and see what he's doing and it's no but that's <laughs> it's a whole new set you gotta build for episode four yeah season one <laughs> um yeah, but we we did skip uh, the Wilson. Oh, that's it. We bit. need to talk. It was just it was so innocuous that it was easy mm, to overcome. But my, my there was be- a lot of information that came out. Yeah, my best line is in the Wilson. Oh, really? Okay. Bit. What's your best line? So he's he's talking to Wilson. Well, okay. Well, let's let's get into the Wilson a little okay, bit. Okay. So, so yeah, Tim is uh, you know going through his jealousy before uh, Rondall makes his move. Yeah, right. Like Rondall is first working with Jill yeah, inside, and, and he's outside talking to Wilson. Tim's in the backyard, goes to to talk to Wilson, and um, mentions you know doesn't mention that he's jealous, but mentions that this dude's in the house, and Wilson's like, well, you know. Jealousy stems from insecurity. And he's like, oh, I don't have anything to worry about that. Trust me, I'm not insecure. Yeah, I'm so not insecure. I'm twice as not insecure as anyone else. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Superman. Um, 
And is, is, uh, is that one of Superman's abilities to, to be to be to to be not insecure yeah. faster than a speeding bullet? <laughs> yep, exactly. It's a it's it's a it's a very self confident plane. It's a very self confident bird. It's no, it's Superman. That's why when he plays Clark Kent, he has to play it extra insecure oh. in order to throw people off the scent. Superman, one of his powers is superior acting abilities. <laughs> He could go toe to toe with Daniel Day Lewis, star of My Left Foot. Uh, he, yeah, he could he could crush just about any role that he could. Yeah, um, step aside, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, he can well, do, he can do gender bending. He can do anything. So that's the uh, the Wilson setup. At least he, you know, um, there are a few great lines in this. He asks Wilson if he's ever seen Tool Time. He says, "No, I've never seen Tool Time. Yeah, I don't have a television. Yeah, I just use my imagination." Yes. That's well. Okay, this is this is my this is my okay, best yeah, line. Go yeah. Into so it. yeah, I I don't have a TV. I just watch the pictures inside my mind. <laughs> and and it's he, the way he delivers it. He, he's kind of his eyes up over the fence. He's, <laughs> he's kind of kind of got that dreamy look he, in he's, his he's, eye. He's gazing off into space. A thousand yard yeah, stare. I don't have a TV, Tim. I just watch the pictures inside my mind. And 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 Tim has no idea what to do with this and says, "Well, it's got to cut down on reruns." And Wilson goes, "Well, there's always deja vu." <laughs> It's just a, that's just a good old fashioned joke. That's just a square edged, just all American joke right there. And I appreciated it. And I'm, I'm glad to have heard it. Yes. That uh, rescues the episode for me. <laughs> well, I'm going to piggyback on, on last week's episode and ask, why didn't Tim ask Wilson to help put the satellite on the roof? Didn't he ask him at, at one point or? I don't think so. No. I don't well, think so, German. Oh, I don't. Well, I know why. I know why Tim didn't ask Wilson for help. I mean, this whole thing is about I can do it on my own. I don't need anyone. Fair. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, he right. did, well, actually, no. But he did ask Al for help at first. Right. I don't know. I, I guess it's because there's no fence on the roof that Wilson can't stand behind, and <laughs> then he, then they can't see his dark man style yeah, right. uh, facial did, deformity. Did you happen to notice what he was doing uh, before Tim called him over? No. What 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 was he doing? He was planting like the tiniest little thing of a plant inside of the massive pot like the the plant did not match the size of the pot well you know but that's one of those that's one of those uh mysterious that he, he works in mysterious ways <laughs> you know uh i i was walking along by yeah. the fence and i looked back and there were actually two sets of footprints <laughs> one of them was yes. on the other side of the fence and wilson that's because wilson was ducking down behind the fence so i couldn't see him walking <laughs> i like to believe that uh seconds before the shot of the potted plant the overhead shot of the potted plant he had planted the seed and touched the soil with his finger and it blossomed into the seedling of a plant that we saw that's my godly wilson evidence for this week yeah we're short it's it's the it's the it's the wilson code yes um jill throws him out episodes she apologizes to tim who's dangling he fell off the roof that's a pretty big thing they use that in a lot of like the clips shows mm-hmm. down the line is Tim falling, dangling from the, the pulley system yeah. and can't undo himself. But he doesn't get grievously injured. He's just kind of tangled up and swinging yeah. back and forth. And and he tells her how beautiful she is. And That's she right. pulls him close to him and, and kisses him. Yeah. And, and we have another episode without any property damage or physical injury. It, it's like, why, why, yeah, why even bother? <laughs> um, 
I, I again, and I feel like probably by by season five or six, whenever this show becomes a parody of itself, yeah. we're we're going to be so nostalgic for for these kind of soft episodes that just peter out and aren't really about <laughs> anything. True. Well, you know what I think is interesting is that the the stinger, the like the last coming back from commercial break and then post credit sequence, really speak a lot to how weak the structure of this episode was. Because the end credits sequence is them watching satellite television, and they're just like, I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it. I mean, it's a very weak... This is where the like the B story would pay off with the A mm-hmm, story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just a very... Like okay, we're done with this episode. The the punch the punchline for that is that Jill gets the remote. She finds Opera <laughs> the the Opera Channel, which was probably Bravo back in the day, right? And uh, and then all the boys start screaming, <gasps> and uh, yeah, then they and so Opera sucks. Take that, intellectuals, and. Um, no, but then the actual end credits is just yes. a shot of Tim. It's our first uh, outtakes. Was that just? It? Well, it, but it wasn't even something from the episode. It's just him. I, I have to imagine it was probably a deleted moment. Yeah. Uh, he so Tim is sanding something and he's just going at it, and the producers just let him go and go and go. And then, I mean, even as an outtake, it's pretty weak. Yeah, it's 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 it doesn't even it doesn't really count as a blooper. Even it's no. just it's just cut it. It's B-roll. Yeah, but it is the first of what will become a tradition of having these outtakes and bloopers at the end of the episodes, which I cannot wait for. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully, they, yeah, they, they started they started screwing up in funnier ways. <laughs> yeah, I guess after four episodes, you inevitably have something. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's really it. Do you, is there anything we didn't touch on in this very scant episode? Uh, you know... Not not that I can think of. I mean, the only other thing I'd have to offer is, is that I, maybe this just marks our age difference slightly, but that kind of my my first sort of pornographic experience was more on the Carmen Electra level. But even then, that happened through the Internet. Uh, there you go. So, but Carmen Electra was a contemporary of Pamela Anderson's, I think. I believe because mm-hmm. it, it was the later '90s when she became a thing. She was married to Prince in '96, and I believe that there was among the among the uh, uh, the uh, pervert community, it was it was sort of believed that this was the second coming of Pamela Anderson. That, that oh the, yeah, it totally was. Yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel like you know the the way uh, the way people felt when um, I'm trying to think of a, a one musical act who superseded another, and I can't. Uh, I I don't know the, the way the way that after the, the Oasis was the new Beatles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were not. Yeah, yeah. And nor nor was Carmen Electra the new Pamela Anderson. I really. think that's up for debate. Yeah. Well, I don't know <laughs> which one was the better actor. I Pamela think that's Anderson. up for debate too. Actually, no, I think well, Pamela Anderson really sold her scenes on this. That's fair. Yeah. Whereas Carmen Electra in what the scary movie franchise, not not as much. Uh, fair point. Well, well, thank thank you, Jiminy Cricket, who, who dropped in here to uh, to render his opinion. I did have I have one thing. I mean, this is kind of apropos of nothing, but uh, one thing I noticed in this episode was the the set decor, uh, as there wasn't much to watch narratively. Yeah, uh, I want to give props to the the set people because give props to the people who did the props <laughs> to the set specifically. Oh, I'm so, forgive uh, me. There is an equal balance of Jill and Tim in their living room. I mean, we haven't seen much else of their house at this point. The garage, obviously, is Tim's zone. But if you look at the like kitchen and living room areas, there's equal amounts of toy model cars and opera posters. Yeah. And books and uh, 
sports paraphernalia. Wait, paraphernalia? Well, paraphernalia. Paraphernalia? Yeah. yeah. Memorabilia is what I meant to say, but paraphernalia also I think works. It's it's related to yeah. If the if the cops bust you for paraphernalia, that means That's, you have yeah. a crack pipe. So and <laughs> so a Detroit Lions crack pipe is just <laughs> sitting on their end table. It's I, very strange. I, I feel like that's actually probably pretty popular in Detroit right now. <laughs> take take that city dealing with severe poverty and crime. <laughs> Boom. Um, I think that well, well, also in as I recall in later seasons, isn't isn't Jill kind of into classic cars anyway? I mean, she has that really nice like old old souped up hot rod that that Tim well, drops the beam on. Yeah, we we'll get to that. I, I'm curious. I honestly don't remember the nuance of how it comes to be. Whether he pushes the car on her and she kind of embraces it, or if it's something she requests. I mm-hmm. honestly don't remember. She does like he builds a hot rod for her at some point. I don't know how into cars she is, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe she does. Maybe she like lost her virginity or had her first kiss in the back of you know an old Cadillac, and mm-hmm. like when she sees those model cars behind the couch, she's like, eh, I remember those memories. I remember that? Well, well she's it, kind of a frisky, frisky wife. Well, yeah, and in the in the pilot, there you know when she when she uh, lures Tim into the garage to trap him there naked so the new dishwasher <laughs> can be put in, she makes reference to like that their first time was in the back seat of a car. That's right. So yeah. Uh, yeah, you know that that might be that might be you know maybe when she was a young girl, uh, all of the girls at school had an issue of road and track that they uh, that they were were sharing and they would like rip pages out of it. Uh, she was she she found friends uh, at an at an impressionable age, and they were all kind of unified by their sexual attraction to uh, cars, which would then explain why she starts dating yeah. Tim, who is obsessed with cars. Also, maybe they see some sort of commonality there. Right, uh, someone who shares her kink before the internet. I mean, you couldn't meet these people just in real life, short of like a, a wand ad in the back of a weird newspaper yeah. or something. And so it's a wand ad in the back of Hot Rod magazine. Yeah, <laughs> which is where they met. Actually, that, that might have been it. And yeah, you know. And and Tim, maybe that's not really his fetish. He just wants someone who will put up with the car thing. Or maybe he's faking it. Maybe yeah. she's the one that got him into cars. Oh, man. Maybe Tim is just car curious. Wouldn't... <laughs> Oh my god, that would that would bring their whole marriage to a whole new level. Uh, if if she's the one that got him so into cars, what's that? What's there was that movie Crash in the nineties, not the one that, that oh, the won, David Cronenberg one, yeah, 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 not yeah. the one that won Best Picture because of bullshit, but the one that was like <laughs> about people getting turned on by car crashes. Yeah, I and I just put that out. Oh there. Oh my god, Tim and Jill are like secret. They got this weird fetish thing that they have to like. They're part of Crash. That's the, oh my god! I want that to be true. If anyone associated with the series Home Improvement is listening to this and is kind of upset about the the <laughs> fan fiction that we're creating about about the prime you know principal the whole, characters, that's the joy of fan fiction. You can't get mad at it. Well, yeah, and also we wouldn't we wouldn't have to talk about this stuff if this episode had just been a little meatier. That's so I, I, like I'm sorry, but also it's but also you should be sorry. <laughs> I'm going to look to see if there are. Uh, home improvement fan fictions that exist out there. Where does one look for fan fiction? Fanfiction.net. No, I don't. I, listen, you you had a file cabinet. I wrote fan fiction. <laughs> we all had things. We all had things that we're not necessarily proud of. That's we're talking fair. about in this okay, podcast. So. I I will concede without judgment. Um, <laughs> uh, you probably have found us through iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud. Um, please rate us, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, it helps others find us. Um, <clears throat> you can find more information on today's episode uh, at our website, which is gruntworkpodcast.com. We will be posting things about 
maybe not today's episode. I don't know. There's not a whole lot to, to well, post. Uh, but... <clears throat> maybe maybe if we can get a shot of that audience. Yeah, that, get that, that the, the, the world the world needs to know. <laughs> the world. I did already post one of an audience with the hats from episode one. Oh man! But uh... you're on top of this stuff. I have not been going to our website. <laughs> I, I actually don't have a computer. I just uh, look at the internet pictures in my mind. Truman is chiseling his notes into stone while we watch these. <laughs> yeah, I, I carry them down the mountain. I smash them. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Our our handle on that is GruntWorkPod on on both of those services. Uh, so you can follow us there. And if you have any longer questions or want to start a discussion, you can always email us at info at gruntworkpodcast.com. And we'll try to respond as soon as we can. Um, with that, do you have anything else? I don't have anything else. Uh, Landon, what time is it? That's that, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you'd grunt right now. <laughs> 